Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res. Which we are on. Which we're already at. And we like it here. Yes. Actually, it's quite damp. <laughs> <laughs> Today, there are about 20 foot seas. It's rained about four inches. Yeah, we had we were driving to the rest today, and it was we couldn't record anything because of the rain was so loud. Sheets, I'm telling you, sheets. We were driving over rivers <laughs> on the road. <laughs> we brought our chainsaw finally. In case any. In case trees we had any fall. trees falling yeah. our way, we have been talking about that for probably five years. Every time we go for a drive in the storm, which you're supposed to not do, but. You know. Sometimes we have to check on the boats, you know? Yeah, we have a good excuse. We have to check on the boats. But one year, it took us 12 hours to drive to the rest. It was seven. Seven is 12 when you're sitting there, <laughs> if you don't have Wi-Fi. It was seven hours from the Shaman Shack to the rest, which usually takes yeah, 45 30 to 40 minutes. minutes yeah. yeah. And uh, we got rescued by uh, a bunch of loggers who were on their way out from yeah. the woods to go home. Yeah. <laughs> several times. <laughs> several times. And the PUD also rescued us at one point. Yeah. And, yeah. There were no less than 30 or 40 trees across the road. We got trapped between it was trees. More. It was more than that. It was because remember the, mm. the, the coast road was also, and it looked like a... Apocalypse. Like, apocalyptic. Yeah. The entire road had been cleared, but my goodness, it looked yeah. like apocalyptic, man. It was really, really... And that was snow. That wasn't even rain. Right, that was a rain, or rather a snow ice storm. Yeah. It like filled up the trees with ice. The wind blew, knocked, knocked them all down. I don't even know if the wind yeah. was blowing really I hard. I don't think it was, no. Because we were quite surprised about it. All the trees like, started falling really down. Really snowing and this happens is bizarre. Yeah. So we we um, decided we were going to get a chainsaw. We did. So that wouldn't happen to us again. We wouldn't mm -hmm. be trapped forever. Mm -hmm. And that took four years. <laughs> yes. We have it in the truck. It's very nice. Where did we buy it? We bought it at Forks at Jerry's. Jerry's. Jerry's shout saw out shop. Shout, or shout out for Jerry. He gave us free hats. He did. And he doesn't wear a mask. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us also his wife gave us uh, free sharpeners for the uh, for the chains for the yeah. chain what are those called files files round yeah. files round files for the chains yeah they're very and nice we, yeah we got our chains actually not for that reason we got it because our tree in our front yard has three trees in one mm -hmm. and one of the three was grown a little bit awkwardly yeah. one side of the tree was like Really very, thin. very, very, very thin. There was like a four inches of tree on one side and, you know, about two feet of tree on the other side. And so it was extremely weak on one side. Yeah. The other two trees sort of twirled together like a uh, candy cane or something. Yeah. So they're strong. So the one third fell over, missed all the cars, missed the porta potty, missed, missed the fence. Well, yeah. hit the corner of the fence. But, yeah. Which then missed that was the just finished a temporary demolishing. Fence. <laughs> <laughs> that was a temporary fence to keep Missy, the toddlers in. Yeah, and Missy totally demolished that fence Missy, afterwards. You know, she saw the fence goes down. She's like, oh, when she okay. wants through, she just ran right at it and dove right through it. Yeah. It was, it was hilarious amazing. watching her crash through the fence. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got that so that we could cut up the tree from the yard and turn it into pieces of firewood. And Hope you made another brand new fence made of wood and proper fencing, and she tried to, she tried to run she through it. Off. She bounced off. <laughs> Oh, it's funny to watch her too. <laughs> she really tried and bounced off. But she has a door so she can go 
in, in if she gets if she stuck gets out. out. Yeah. Because she's very, very determined, this she's, dog. Oh, she is very determined. She sees us somewhere and she wants to be where we are. Literally, yeah. almost yeah. nothing's going to get in her way. Right. But with her, she's street smart. Yeah. She doesn't get on the road when loggers come in or trucks. But Romeo, Romeo not so good. Romeo, not so smart. Actually, so he did smart. get hit by a car. He did, yeah, right in front of us. Yeah. We were running at him to stop. <laughs> uh, he thought we were chasing the car too, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, probably. Anyways. So he just actually just bumped his nose on the bumper and it didn't hurt him, but it sure did. I mean, I would think it would knock some sense into him, but no. it didn't. It's their bigger enemies now. He barks at every single car now and tries to chase those because one of them bit him, you know? <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> He's special, that boy. Yes. Anyway. So anyway, we have a chainsaw. But today we were not going to talk about chainsaws storms and chainsaws. And storms. No. We were just setting the scene. Yeah, setting the scene. It's a nice stormy day. Mm -hmm. We're on the res. We are on the res. And we're going to talk about... WW84, that's like World War 84. Yeah, so we went to, we watched a movie, right, that is not, it was one of the first movies that released straight onto TV. Yeah. Prime yeah. or something. Prime, they right. didn't bother with the cinemas because obviously like, nobody can go to the cinema. And it was called WW84 and it was, and I'm like, World War 84, and I couldn't figure it out. Is it what got to do to with three, four, 1984? Five, you know, maybe it's to do with 1984. And then it was like, set in the 80s so everybody was wearing 80s gear and it's like really <laughs> horrible clothes and stuff and funny. of course it's wonder woman 84 and it was a really fascinating movie really fascinating and then we listened to um oh the reason i wanted to watch it personally was because one of our um participants in the instant manifestation workshop said that the movie was about instant manifestation and all the nasty stuff that can happen when you do that, right? Right. So I was interested to see what they're telling the masses because, you know, those warnings are from many ancient stories and stuff. Instant manifestation, you're going to mess it up, you know? In the case of this, instant manifestation was a wish that comes true. Mm -hmm. Whatever you wish yeah. comes true. Yeah, instantly comes true. Yeah. So, and spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yeah, and you want to watch it and be surprised, you probably better not listen to the rest of this because we have no regard for spoilers. Yeah, we're going to spoil the whole movie. We're going to spoil the whole movie. Entirely. Well, not all of it, but. It's still fun to watch. It is, yeah. The cinematography was excellent. Yeah. Well, the part I watched, I only watched about half of it and I gave up. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, so there were. Then we listened to a podcast about. Um, a, man, a podcast is a man who it's analyzes movies for Illuminati programming. Well, he does a lot of things. Does he? I thought that's yeah, what he J said he was his doing. Jason Christoph. He's somebody that I like to watch and listen to. He gets a bit triggered often. You know, he has some very strongly held opinions. Oh, okay. But in this case, he wanted to demonstrate how the movies program you. Yeah. I thought he'd analyzed several movies. He said he'd he done does, it. He does, he's done it before, yeah. Okay. He likes to point out how it is that the programming that you might not be aware of occurs. And it's through repetition. They repeat the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and then it sticks. Mm -hmm. So in this case, if you watch a movie with Jason, you're going to get whatever, you know, thing that he wants to draw attention to. That's going to be repeated a hundred times in the yeah, movie that he'll yeah. find it a hundred times in the movie. And he had some good points. Yeah, I mean, points. I, I didn't agree exactly with the 
answers that he gave of why, but a lot of the whys I agreed with. Yeah. And some of the things that had caught my attention also, and it's like, eh, you know, not very good. And one of them was the masculinization of women in the movie. Um, they all were very masculine. Well, they were Amazons, of course. Yeah, but not, not even that. The women in the background and stuff. Oh, I guess all of the women. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much all of them. the yeah. protagonists. They were all very, very masculine women. I guess and it was like gender swapped. Yes. And the men were very... Mostly betas. Yeah, they were not... And infantile, they were infantile. Infantile, yeah. yeah. Even the hero man, he was pretty much infantile. Child, yeah. Childlike. And kind of feminine because he was all into the clothes and the colors and. And different the opposite, and Yeah, the opposite of the the old movies when you say the guy sitting down and say no, uh, 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 oh uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, for the outfits it was the the other way around. Yeah, he's the, the one he was coming seven out seven or closet. ten different outfits, yeah. and she's like, no, 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 yeah. no, we're not going out in public with you looking like that. Yeah. So yeah, at some point, yeah, totally. It was a gender swap, but also like degrading men, like just like old movies would degrade women. This one was very degrading of men. I found, and they were all assholes, you know, like really horrible men. And I'm thinking, I I lived through the eighties. I don't remember being men being that horrible, you know. <laughs> Why are they showing that all the men in the eighties were totally, totally, totally horrible? I don't remember that being like that. And um, like all of them were really nasty and horrible. And then, um, and even the hero, you know, he was so infantile and a little bit girlish and, you know. So it was like, well, that was weird. And he picked up on that. I thought that was pretty good, the analysis he made of it. He has his reasons and I don't agree with him, but, you know, he has his explanations of why that's happening. Um, but I don't agree, in, in not in the sense of he's wrong, but more in the sense of I haven't really examined it enough for me to make a, um, an educated decision opinion about decision. an opinion. Yeah. Right, so it's not, a, yeah. not degrading what he has to say, it's just that I haven't looked, I haven't into, it looked into it enough to, to see if there's any value behind the opinions, right? Sure, sure. But his opinion, which was basically we do get programmed unconsciously, even if we don't think it's happening, through repetition of image, repetition of message. And the message comes like a hundred times in the movie. Yeah. And it's, he said, basically, it doesn't even matter what movie you watch. All the movies have the same program in them, mm -hmm. the same programming through repetition yeah. for certain, certain topics. So one of the things that he really talks about a lot is coffee, because he hates coffee. Right? He doesn't drink coffee and he hates it. He says it's very bad for you, it makes you stupid and makes you, gives you Alzheimer's and all sorts of nasty stuff. He's sure coffee is like black tea with fluoride in yeah, it. Yeah, he equates it to the same thing, like black tea yeah, or yeah. alcohol. He says it's all the same. Yeah. So I agree about the alcohol. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah. I remember... And weed. Yeah. I so remember, so for, for a lot of shows that we watched, do you remember when I said, like the worst thing would happen and the person would go and get drunk? Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, that's going to fix everything. Yeah. Every single time. They always oh have, my and they have a glass full of whiskey and they just and drink it like it's water. I know. Like, oh, that'll do nothing. <laughs> like, try and drink a glass of whiskey. Give me a... No, thank you. It's disgusting. <laughs> Plus, you're going to be choking. I mean, I watched one of my favorite channels is Irish People Try. And they try oh, all kinds yeah, of things. Especially you know? booze. <laughs> well, yeah, they do try booze, but they try oh, hot well. wings and they try funny snacks and things like that. Yeah. They have funny accents. It's great Great fun to watch them. But yeah, when they drink booze and they say in their own words, we're good at it. 
Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> they I are went to university in Ireland. I lived there for nine years. They're <laughs> very good at it. So they take a drink of that whiskey, and they are, well, besides one person, on the floor, coughing and gagging. And <coughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. Like they normalize it by the coffee part. It. And he was saying it was to make people drink coffee because everybody's doing it behind the background coffee machines people carrying coffee people delivering coffees just uh -huh. coffees everywhere in this in the whole movie or everybody there was always a scene with coffee in it and um when i looked at it i thought yes i agree there's a programming going on here but it's not about coffee it's about because especially all around the world nowadays people like to drink coffee and they drink coffee a lot then watching it in a movie makes you identify with the people in the movie and makes that normal. Oh, they're drinking coffee, they're good people, right? They're normal. That's how you should behave, right? Which is not exactly what he was saying. He was saying it was to make people believe that coffee was good. Right, was so to in make that sense, I didn't agree with him, but the reasons behind their scenes with the coffee was the same, right? Programming. Yeah, the programming, he was equating it like um, gone in 60 seconds which is the, the stealing car movie. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's an effect in the town they observed after the movie was released in the theaters, then car theft went, went up 26% for the next whatever year or something. Yeah. It's true, too, about suicides. When you see suicides, yes. when they're on the TV or news or reported, then all of a sudden suicides go up for a while. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, monkey see, monkey do thing. Basically, he was saying, you know, our monkey mind, our program through repetition and observing and yeah. seeing people do so seeing people drink a lot of coffee means that they should drink a lot of coffee but he has read a book that vilifies coffee is the number one issue right, right. in people's lives mm -hmm. one of the big 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 ones and um, you have definitely a crusade right yeah so he sees that everywhere yeah and it may be maybe not I mean I can watch people who don't drink coffee who do drink coffee <laughs> I just don't see the um, effect as pronounced as he's saying it. And I think that's a generalization for all bodies because in my mind, all bodies don't respond to all things in the same way. Mm -hmm. So so the way I that I, I perceive it is exactly like he perceives it, but the, the response or the analysis of it is different to me. Right. To me, it is, in it, if we were to watch the six, Gone in 60 Seconds or whatever. even movie. Yeah. You can see that the protagonists and the people around them do certain behaviors that are normal that people can identify with and therefore can identify with the characters in the movie. Okay, so I once you become the character in the movie and then those characters go and do stuff, right? Then that's the stuff that's programmed in for you to do. That's how I see it. Uh, do okay. you see? Yep, I see. So I don't know what they did in that movie, but there was probably things that they were normal people do. Drink beer. There you go. Drink listen beer. Listen to music, hang uh -huh. out in the garage, fix their cars. There you go. Yeah. Race. Yeah, so it's not races. telling everybody to drink beers or hang out in their car, fix in garage, fixing cars. That's the bit that grabs the person and makes them identify with the characters, right? So that's why I, when I look at a movie that everybody's drinking coffee, it's like, okay, that's the person to identify with. So what? did they do that everyone identified with in Top Gun because after Top Gun came out everybody joined the Navy to be a fighter pilot there you go <laughs> I don't know I didn't watch it oh. 
we'll be fixing that fast. No, I've tried to watch it and okay. I get through five minutes and I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll I skip just to cannot the, do I'll it. I'll skip forward to about 10 minutes in and then we'll watch it. I must have watched that movie 2,000 2, times, honey. Yeah. It's an excellent movie. Did you join the Air Force? I joined the Coast Guard. After the movie? Oh, yes. I was going to join the Navy. But they have brown clothes, and I couldn't wear those. <laughs> they don't go well with your skin? It's not good, you know. And they have a funny hat, too. I mean, not putting down anyone that's in the Navy that likes brown <laughs> uniforms and you. Dixie Cup hats. But, I mean, they just didn't fit my style. Yeah. Okay. That was the main reason. Got it. Actually, the main reason is because when I um, went to go look at joining a service, <clears throat> I have already been down the Navy path. I know where that goes, and I had my ship blown up. It was no good. Oh, for a previous lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> we know about that one. So <clears throat> I wasn't inclined to join a war ship service. Right, right. So I joined a life-saving service, and I thought I would be on an icebreaker and go to Antarctica. And I mean, that sounds like an adventure. I mean, sign up on the dotted line. Let's go to Antarctica. That'll be great. Mm -hmm. I didn't get there. The whole... Here, yeah, you can do that stuff. Turned out to be slightly misleading. <laughs> Call it <Yes>. false advertising. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. The Navy wanted me to be a nuclear physicist, and I didn't want to live on a nuclear submarine taking care of a reactor, so... I also didn't want to be captain of a Navy warship again, so... Yeah. Coast Guard. And I had a bunch of tiny boats, flipping them over upside down in the surf. <laughs> That's nowhere near Antarctica. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's Anyways, true. yeah, I did get a fervor for joining a service after that mm -hmm. movie that I didn't otherwise have before. Oh, okay. There you go. And they probably were doing stuff that you can identify with, even if it's just the clothes they wore or whatever. Identify so. with who I want to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fighter true. Fighter pilot. Right. But the things that they do normalize it. Well, they did have beach volleyball. They were playing volleyball on the beach in California. Mm -hmm. It looked like lots of fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can put yourself in that place and then go be a fighter pilot. It was mm -hmm. like, beach volleyball, sure. Fighter pilot, oh, that's where you go <laughs> if you do that. Yeah, maybe that's, that's, I guess, what you're saying, right? Kind of. Kind of. If you were like beach ball and you played it all the time, it would have worked better. Yeah. Then you would have joined them, not the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Do you see? I do see. I do see how that sets the scene for you to engage. And then when you're engaged, they can take you somewhere. But first, you need to engage. Mm -hmm. So the the things, some of the things are there to get you engaged, and some of the things are there to program you for a direction. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you identify with certain things, and that makes you op more open and more easier for you to be programmed. It's a little bit like that marketing trick. You know, if you want somebody to listen to what you're selling, you compliment them first. Right. I thought they just liked me. <laughs> no, they well, they might. Uh, yeah. Okay. Of course they like you. Everybody likes you, honey. That's good. <laughs> it was a sales. It was a sales trick all along. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Okay. So for for me personally, and Larry and I were talking about this before, the bits that I was actually listening to that show, waiting for the important part of the show. Right, the important, important analysis. I, I was dying to see what he thought about the whole important the, part of the, the movie. The Illuminati's influence in the movie, yes, right? Yes, Me too. I was waiting for the whole thing, and by the end of it, 
He didn't do it. He, he didn't, didn't say it. anything. He didn't mention it. Just coffee. Yeah. I was like, what? Illuminati wants us to drink coffee? Really? That's the big scheme? And it isn't. Well, it's working. I'm it's drinking about it. instant manifestation and it programming was. the masses not to do it. Right, right, because if you get, you might get what you wish for, and, and that's going to be the end of the world. Bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no one, literally, no one who got a wish. Well, all of their wishes were I mean myself to begin with. That's right. Yes. Only all about themselves. Nothing about anybody else. Uh huh. And. Well, they included other people, but... Not really. It was kind of like power over, <laughs> over them. Over others, Right, yeah. so she wished for her dead boyfriend to come back to life. Yeah. So how did he come back to life? He possessed another man. He possessed man. another man's body. Yeah. What happened to that guy? Exactly. I don't think we ever found out, did no. we? Well, he appeared at the end of the movie wearing one of the outfits that she really liked. And she says, oh, I really like your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I missed the end of the movie. I kind of... I kind of got this. I think I got a little bit mad halfway through because n the wishes were okay and they were nice to begin with. And then they started going sideways, so I had to leave. Yeah, so the programming that to me was the most important part of that movie was do not go, don't even look at instant manifestation because you're going to mess it up for everybody on the planet. It's going to be bad, right? Especially if you're an immigrant from Mexico, then you're really going to screw up the world. Right. Oh, wow. Do not do it. Because okay. the bad guy was an immigrant from Mexico who wanted to, who is a failure as a businessman and he wanted to do good and everything failed. It was the him. oil business too that was it the was, failure, remember? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the themes they have going on in this great mm -hmm. reset. Yeah. No yeah. oil. We're no oil. Yeah. bad, yeah. So interesting little programming bits there. Um, Wonder Woman, she's foreign as well from the Amazon I suppose Amazonian <laughs> she has an accent she's very masculine at one point she goes into the closet to choose some clothes and I look at her in the scene and I'm thinking where did that man come from where did that man come from because <laughs> yeah, she was you could see her from behind mm. she looked exactly like my brother-in-law with big long long black hair tied up in a low ponytail right right and her arms were up looking for things and she were wearing a work shirt very masculine and she looked exactly like him from behind <laughs> so it's like, where did that man come from? And then she turns around, ooh! <laughs> right, so, yeah, it's like the programming of instant manifestation, and yeah, the workshop that I'm doing is the first thing, because it's already started two months ago, uh, is for you to allow yourself to instantly manifest, you have to get rid of all your BS first. All your low-frequency programs, all your fearful programs, yeah, you need to get those sorted before you can step into becoming an instant manifester, right? That's why you're not an instant manifester right now. Because you stop yourself, because you have all that BS. Yeah. Yeah, running. A to B to C. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, yeah, at first everybody's all about the I, me, and myself if you're still carrying those programs. Yeah. But mm -hmm. actually, instant manifestation can be extremely powerful when done right and done with the right people, co collaboration and co-creation and orchestration with other people it can be very, very, very powerful. Can it also be like the movie, kind of like go sideways really bad? If you haven't sorted out your mess, yeah, your programs and things. So you can like manifest a bunch of car crashes or something mm -hmm. if you're worried about those all the time. Yeah. So for example, um, I've talked about this before that 
instant manifestation stories always have a warning, right? Attached to them. And can you have we the Medea statue, you know, he Midas touch. Yeah, Midas touch. He turns his daughter into gold, right? And then she, she dies. In this case, we can consider instant manifestation and wish synonymous. Um, like Aladdin, three wishes, they yeah, always go wrong. Yeah, always got it, yeah, always has it. The yeah. wishes are your manifestations. Right. And those wishes are made spontaneously and without thought, right, instantaneously and whatever. And all those are parts of how do we f go forward. Because another example I like to use is, say, you're driving down the street in your Ferrari, da 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 da, da loving your drive, and your Ferrari's awesome, making lovely engine noises and everything, and then suddenly, the road's gone, and you smash into a tree. Oops. And you go, what the hell happened just now? And because, you know, some person in the neighborhood decided that roads were bad. <laughs> there's so they no roads. Instantly. They manifested no roads, right? And that impacts your reality, bam. Yeah. Right. Do you see? So yeah. that's why that the instant manifestation is also a co-creation and that's the stepping into being able to tweak the co-creation is what I'm teaching. Brilliant. That's really brilliant. I did find an interesting thing was the attempt to be clever about the wish, the, the guy, the Mexican guy. Mm -hmm. So he's wishing with this crystal and he wished to be the crystal. Right. That was interesting. Too. Well, he, was, interesting. he became the power. Yeah. Because the problem with the crystal, because there was a crystal that would grant you a wish. Yeah, that, that was, was that was the whole thing. Yeah, and unfortunately, you did your wish, and then you had to pay for it, and you paid for it by your most valued thing going away from your life. What you valued the most would go away. You get your wish, but what you value yeah. most would go away. Yeah, so you paid for your wish that way. And that way. Yeah, so. This guy decided to get around that and to get more than one wish, he would become the crystal. That's the, the wish that he made. He would yeah. become the crystal. And then he would grant people wishes and then he would take back what he wanted. He would ask them, right, now, oh no, he would tell them, now I'm taking all this, this, and this, and the other because that's the most valuable things that you have. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, that part I didn't watch. Mm -hmm. So that's why he became the crystal. He got around it. So, it's sort of a valid warning, but the warning doesn't offer the solution because no one actually, um, well, demonstrated how you would make these wishes or instant manifestations correctly. They Correct. were all disasters. Mm -hmm. There was no everything was a proper, disaster. Yeah. There was no success. No successes. Uh -huh. So the and all the men's were assholes, <laughs> and, all, and the all the women were masculine. <laughs> They were too. <laughs> so basically that was what it was programming. It was demasculating men and masculating women, de turning the possibility of instant manifestations or wishes coming true off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, d disempowerment in a sense. Exactly, the total <laughs> disempowerment. <laughs> the, <laughs> the program of the movie is disempowerment. Uh -huh. Ta-da! Ta <laughs> Yeah. Well, the beginning was pretty nice, except for when she cheated. 
in her Olympic Games. Oh, yeah. Fell off her horse. When I told her to turn around, I know. she yeah. did not listen. Yeah. She ran right into a tree. Yeah. Fell off and slid down the thing and cheated. Yeah, she did cheat. Like nobody's going to know because she didn't shoot her arrow at the little yeah. Bush thing. Yeah. I don't know how she thought she was going to get away with that. Yeah. But oh, the well. guy got really triggered that we were listening to about the Olympics because there were no men. Anyway, it's just thousands and thousands of women. It's like, where do those, really those women come from? Amazonian women. It's just that, well, they must be having babies with someone. <laughs> yeah. Where's all the men? And one thing, another thing that he didn't say is, where's all the baby boys? Yeah, there was baby girls, not baby yeah, boys. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess we haven't listened to or looked at the legend of the Amazonian women. I mm -hmm. mean, they probably already have answered how it is the Amazonian women have babies, but <laughs> I don't know it. Yeah. I just don't know it. Overall, I would give the movie, well, probably not very many stars since I didn't even watch it all. <laughs> I mean, there were things that were fun about it, like getting in the plane and taking off and having the plane go invisible. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> There were scenes that were cool, but the overall movie didn't didn't hold my attention. And I even like bad movies. I'll watch them to the end, hoping they get good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why you weren't able to watch this one even a little bit. It was strange, right? Mm -hmm. Very strange. You don't normally just walk off. You usually, you know, rooting for the movie to the very Come end. Come on, get better, Come get better. better. Good guys, <laughs> let's do something. Yeah, didn't work this time. No, that's interesting. I guess I'm done being disempowered. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it wasn't really boring. It was kind of getting mm -hmm. good. A lot of the smash-up stuff was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it all. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. So much for that movie. So much for the movie. We did want to talk about something else, though, right? What was it? Well, an interesting observation... I was listening to a podcast of this woman. Um, actually, I think I even have her name. Mary Helen Hel Hensley, I think. Yeah, I got her album just now. Mary Helen Hen Hensley. Album? Yeah, she, she has music? an album with the 528 hertz. Oh, cool. So we'll give it Can't a listen. Can't wait to listen to that. See what yeah. it's all about. Anyways, um, they were asking her how was her 2020. And she says like, this is the best year ever. ever. Reminded me of Brett <laughs> and us. Yeah, like, I know. It's really hard to hate this year. It's been really excellent. I know. Been a lot, almost every way. In every single way, it's been absolutely excellent. I mean, gosh, excellent, really. And I almost feel a little guilty. I have to work on that, I think, that it's such an excellent year because I think some people have been having not the excellentest years. Right. But what is that? Why? Why would I be guilty? I know, right? <laughs> Where's the little guilt come from? I guess I'll, I'll process that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think you should. I'll yeah. look at it, uh -huh. evaluate it, and move on. Because mm -hmm. I don't need to carry that victim stuff. That's just victim you do, stuff, yeah. Honey. You're carrying the victim stuff, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain what that process you just had so that other people can understand it? Well, yeah, the process was I looked at it and I felt a little guilty that it was such a wonderful year because some people aren't having such a wonderful year. And that obviously means they're the victim of something. This, maybe Corona, maybe job, they don't have money. Maybe they're the victim of something. 
which is disempowering them in a sense saying they're not divine sovereign beings who are capable and able of making the choice that they're making mm -hmm. because then for their own reason mm -hmm. what I'm choosing is better in some way than what they're choosing that my choice is the choice they should have right so yes. it's a lot of those things and basically when that realization comes which is essentially the essence of an expanded awareness is to stop pause look go <gasps> and then say hmm, okay they're not the victims of anything they're not they're not so don't victimize them let them have their experience and then and fully enjoy whatever it is that they're here to enjoy you know yeah it's all right so yeah guilt gone <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's thank you for explaining that because i mean i i understand that process but a lot of individuals don't understand the process so mapping to that or copying that is, is really important to explain it I think especially nowadays right because as I was doing it I was jumping A to B Re to really fast. Z to <laughs> X to whatever I was like oh all done all oh done. that was good <laughs> glad that's over yes <laughs> so that's the slow down version mm -hmm. pause like oh look what I found mm -hmm. all right so uh, yeah she was saying this is absolutely the best year she's ever had and, and she even caught coronavirus on purpose <laughs> yes well <laughs> and went to pre -warned, the pre-warned right pre-warned no no she she wanted it oh okay she wanted to catch it so she could analyze it because oh, that's her thing that's her thing she catches lyme disease and then she analyzes it yeah. and does her well what is it where does it come from and why is it there i thought it was it really your body? fascinating that she had to leave where she was and travel to LA where they have the 5G towers to get catch quote corona yeah. 19 end of quote yes <laughs> <laughs> well she went to go visit her friend who's in LA and that's how she could catch it exactly going on the trip to LA yep. yeah You're no right. it wasn't the trip it was the no, arrival it was the arrival yep. <laughs> yeah and then she went to the hospital and got kicked out of the hospital because she was too young yeah and she was only worth $13,000 to the hospital yeah and so the hospital said and this only one was if a doctor, you're over right? 70 she's, isn't she a she's doctor, a doctor yeah. yeah and the doctor was talking to her and he said I'm sorry you're gonna have to go home we yeah. have got from the board they said we can only accept patients that are over 70 because they're worth more than because the 70 year old is worth 33,000 and if I put them on a ventilator they were 59,000 yeah. and you're only worth 12 so you gotta go yeah. just go home <laughs> you know how to take care of yourself right she said yes I take some vitamin D I take some zinc a little bit of quinine water which is tonic water I'll be fine and she does the hurt thing and anyways in her case she didn't go to the doctors because she wanted the doctor to help her she went to the doctors because she said I was diagnosis. curious to see what's going on in there yeah. oh she already knew she had what she had oh okay she wasn't going for a diagnosis in this case okay although she did say she goes for diagnosis sometimes she does yeah in this case, she knew what she had. She went to the hospital because she was curious to see what's going on in there. She said she went in and it was like... Crickets. There was zero people but her in the ER. And everyone is in their little pressure suits. She said it was like the zombie apocalypse, but there was nobody showing up. Yeah. And anyways, they kicked her out because she wasn't... Worthy. Worthy of it. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't worth much money, She wasn't man. worth enough money to yeah. waste time. He said, and actually the doctor that told her she had to go, he said, she said he quit too. Yeah, so he couldn't do it. Was, he couldn't it do it. Completely bullshit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back, to, back the to the story. She says the best year ever, and that was what Brett said. It's like literally the best year ever, twenty twenty. Yes. 
And so how is it that we could have, for anyone who's curious, the best year ever 2021? Because anyone who's listened to the sneak peek of what comes in 2021, I think uh, live streamed on Facebook. Yeah, it's on YouTube and Facebook now, the recordings. recordings. Don't know how long they're going to stay there. So go and watch <laughs> it, download it to your computer, man. <laughs> we'll put it on our um, Telegram, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's another point. So we are facing out of Facebook and Twitter or whatever, Instagram, I don't remember. But we're moving on to Telegram. One of the main reasons is that when I post stuff on Facebook, only a handful of people see it, even though you're subscribed to my channel and have the bells on and everything, only a handful of people see that, yep. that what I post. And even if I pay a lot of money for you to see it, you still don't see it because they choose what people see it, right? The algorithms. Algorithms. Algorithms, yes. sorry, algorithms. And then the Telegram thing, if you subscribe to my Telegram channel, our Telegram channel, which is called Inelia Benz, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're my sidekick, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Then you see every single thing that I post. There's no algorithms to move you into blindness. Right. You will see everything I post. When you post it. When I post it. Not two weeks later. Or never. Or never. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why we're moving into Telegram. So, yeah. Yeah, it's nice that way. It's nice to have a... Ch a channel that you can select what comes to you instead of have somebody else select it's what you for see. For you, yeah. 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 Hopefully, it will stay that way. I'm hoping they so. They promised they would. Yeah, I'm holding did. on to it. Yeah. And of course, the newsletter, right? Right, but the newsletters can get buried in emails and mm -hmm. get buried in um, trash folders. Yeah. So I found my things. I've looked in my true. trash folder. And I found what the heck is that there for? That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the the video that Larry is talking about, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, and we do talk about 2020 and 2021 in great, great detail, so. Right. So, some people might have trepidation that 2021 might be a little bit challenging, unless, wow, that's the best year ever. But the thing is, no matter what, it can still be the best thing ever, because I guess... How's the split going, honey? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty damn awesome, honestly. Yes. So that's how it is. The split, yeah. how it goes, is within you. Right. It's within the person. How diligent are you to embody the high-frequency reality that we are co-creating every single day, every moment to moment? How diligent you are in making the choices to embody the high-frequency paradigm. Mm -hmm. Which language means... What does it mean, literally? I mean, I it's guess literally in human choices. Yeah. Choices. Yeah. Are As you gonna watch the nine o'clock news every night? Right. Are you gonna? <laughs> no, me no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because it's all propaganda. It's all just there to trigger you into low frequency and fear. There's no way I'm gonna watch that stuff. But um, don't you feel like you're gonna be uninformed and don't know what's going on? No, I don't. You can open your eyes and look around. Yeah. And see your your it, tribe and your friends and say. Hey. What'd you have for dinner? Exactly. And the other thing that is funny is like when people say, I wonder what the weather's like, and they look at their phone instead of looking outside the, the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Well, now we got weather so good, Fred will tell me it's going to stop raining at 10. Wow. And, and then we can move the car. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. Got a few hours. 
The other thing about that, though, the nine o'clock news is it's actually not informed data. They just grab a tiny little fraction of data and put it out there, and they work. They choose the worst stuff, the really bad stuff, the very scary stuff. That's what they choose, and then they word it in ways that will make you even more fearful. So it's not even in, informed. It's not staying informed. You can stay informed by choosing your information datas on the internet, you know, or people, right? You can choose this, you can buy books. One of the books we're reading right now is The Contagion Factor, is that what it's called? No, 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 it is um, The Contagion Myth. Myth, oh, the myth, okay, right. by Dr. Cohen. Yeah. And it's and fascinating, if you want to be informed, read that book. My well, gosh. Yeah, if you want, I mean, there are a lot of theories around, right? Germ theory, contagion is a theory, yes. and is assumed to be fact. Yeah. But it, in in a lot of ways, the the there's a non sequitur involved. It's like this <laughs> happened, so that's why. Yes. Even though the middle part wasn't actually resolved, yeah, exactly. it's just assumed. Yeah. So when you look at the assumed parts, mm -hmm. you go, wait a minute, this isn't quite as solid of a fact as I assumed or thought because it just isn't. So what is? Then that opens a whole new avenue of exploration into what are some alternative ideas or theories or hypotheses and how can we test them? Yeah. Which is actually what the science is supposed to be. Right. That method of testing, right? Yeah. Test it yeah. and it's repeatable and you can do it again and it does that. They don't even do that. Mm. Not really, no. Mm. But anyways, let's not go down that road. But That was a different road. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I mentioned it is like for me, for example, that book is a way to inform yourself that is really, really awesome. He's an excellent writer. He's an excellent writer. And to me, it would have been really fascinating, for example, to talk to this lady who decided to catch, quote, COVID-19, unquote, because yeah. I don't think she caught any type of virus, or, you know. No, but she did have a um, body response. Yes, she had a body response to something, right? Definitely something. That is what's going on. Anyways, I would like her to read that book and then I would like to see what she thinks, right? And her viewpoints and her analysis and her, the outcome of that information. Right, right, right. That would, I would find that fascinating. Just because then you have different language to describe. Yeah. Right now, basically your news, what's the news, the data that you input, all that data tells you the language you can use to describe what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. if it's completely not correct, yeah. it's still the only language you can use to describe it. So right. I caught a cold. Mm -hmm. That's the only <laughs> language you can say when you're, you know, snotty I know, <laughs> and coughing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I caught a cold. Yeah. That's the language. And that means you got something from outside that came in you that made you sick. Right, right. And it was a bacteria or a virus or a bug or something, right? Mm -hmm. And there was no alternatives. Of course, a friend of ours, his uh, brother was in the bowels of a ship and they were painting, right? Uh-huh. And uh, they painted it with some stuff. And they didn't have respirators and they died from inhaling, inhaling the fumes. But the brother didn't. But he's sick for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. You tell me about them. Right. So, in that case, obviously we know it was the fumes and not some viruses in the 
paint, right? Right, right. But from that point on, everything that is very sensitive, you know, sensitive to the environment. So mm -hmm. I guess the language is important. And so if you read more, if you spend time like uh, reading the Contagion Myth book, then the language to describe the things that you're seeing can change. Correct. So then you might find other things true. Mm -hmm. Until then, you're like stuck describing things in black and white. They only got black and white. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. The vocabulary you learn and different vocabulary you learn a different viewpoint of what things could be like. Yeah. And I really like the way he explained it so well. I explained it with a sunburnt yeah. <laughs> thing. I, I, don't, I don't have that language, you know, so it's really, really cool. So yeah, you can stay informed. I wouldn't say I'm not informed because I don't watch the news. I say that I choose my channels of information very carefully to make sure that they're at an intellectual level that satisfies me right. and that I can respect, you know. And even if I see somebody using their language, like this lady talked about catching COVID or whatever, and I don't agree with her, her all her other information and her conclusions were valid. She said it's her choice. It's our choice, how, you know, how we carry on. And if we get sick or we don't get sick and everything else. Mm -hmm. So the everything else made sense to me. That's why I would love her to read this book and see what, you, what she thinks because she is very intelligent and she does come to really awesome conclusions. Yeah. You know? So I would really love to see what happens you know, if she does read this book. It would be awesome to see. Well, I, hope, I hope we have some of these conversations. They're supposed to be our Shamashat Chronicles yes. or our interview series, but I think we've adapted and moved on. <laughs> now it's just driving to the res. Without the, know, truck. without the truck. <laughs> when we get there, arrival to we'll the truck. We'll be driving to the res with whoever's here, <laughs> wherever they might be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. You said something about uh, sweatshirts? What? Didn't you say you were going to have sweatshirts for me? A sweatshirt? Driving to the res sweatshirt or a coffee cup or something. I didn't say that, no. It must have been a dream. You must, right. you must have imagined it in a dream. I heard it. I heard it when I was driving to the res. I was like, sure, it'd be nice to have driving to the res sweatshirt. Oh, and I said I'm working on it. You said you're working on it, yeah. 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 Cool. I can't wait. I <laughs> like sweatshirts. Cool. Yeah, me too. And mugs. <laughs> yep, and mugs. Yeah. That would be fun. So, uh, basically, the back to the topic. How to have the best year ever, 2021 even after listening to what could be coming. Make the right choices. Choices. Yeah. Your choice become of experience. It's conscious. your choice of experience. Yeah, Make, become aware and conscious of your choices. Make sure they are conscious <laughs> choices. Conscious high frequency would be, you know. Well, even better. Mostly yeah. likely to be pleasant. Yes, they are. Yeah. Even then, are <laughs> you puppy? Yeah. She's having Aww, a dream. She's a dream. Oh, puppy. So when you catch yourself in a, uh, let's say, a disaster. <laughs> Why would you put yourself in a disaster? Let's say you catch yourself in a disaster and okay. you want to find your way out of it. How mm -hmm. will you do that? You figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Okay. So figure it out. Yeah. What were you uh, alluding to? What were you saying? Well, because um, many of times we have things called oopsies. Oh, we have big oopsies, yes. Yeah, and when there's a whole giant trillion dollar machine aiming to try and put us into oopsies and there's about a 
$150 machine doing the other <laughs> thing. Like, here's how not to have oopsies. <laughs> you know, you sometimes can get overwhelmed, I guess. It's only reasonable. <laughs> because Well, here's the thing. Since 2010, I've been teaching people the fear processing exercise yeah. so that they're no longer reactive to fear. Okay? Since 2010, you've been teaching the fear processing exercise so people are no longer reactive to fear. They're responsive. They can respond to fear. They can respond to all low frequency items and all low frequency situations, people, reactions and everything from other people. They can respond. Now, today I was like making a point that this does not mean you become a robot. Okay, that does not mean that. It means you can literally choose a choice point, how you respond. The reaction, you don't even think about it, just comes out. That's a reaction. Reaction is an un unconscious program placed exactly. oftentimes by your environment. Yeah. Which is a conscious choice, in a sense, to be unconscious, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah, stretching no, it. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> so that's from watching too example, much news, for example. Yeah, the example I was using is that I recently had an argument, a very emotional, heated argument with someone. I was very hurt by what this person said, their words that they said. And when I felt that hurt, I had options. Yeah. Right? And I stopped and paused, and this is the options, the most in-your-face options that I had at the time. One of them could be, yeah, they're not really worth it. You know, they can think whatever they like and whatever's. Carry on, it's not, it's not that important. And ignore them, right? Yeah. Just ignore them, it doesn't really matter. They're not, they don't matter. They really don't matter, and I don't really care about what they say, okay? Another option was insult them. Call them every name under the sun, shout at them and scream at them. Get even, in a sense? Yeah, get even. You know, hurt their feelings and insult them, okay. you know, because it's somebody I care about. So that's why what they said mattered to me. Right. And the other option was, why don't I tell this person and show them that they hurt my feelings? Right? Why don't I do that instead? Because I noticed that everybody walks around eggshells. They don't tell this person that he's being hurtful. They don't. So I thought, well, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. And I expressed what I felt to him in a way that was not insulting. At one point, I did become insulting, but I took it back instantly. Yeah, you did. <laughs> right? Because I saw, I was like pushing the limits here, you know, I was pushing through to somewhere I didn't want to go. Again, consciously, I did not want to go into that place where it's just a share of insults and screams and shouts. I didn't want to go there. And that was my response. So a response doesn't necessarily mean you become a robot and else very well and you don't react in any way or form, right? Well, you don't react, but you don't respond in any way that is like charged, you know? But you say it in words and saying things that don't insult. I was just expressing how yeah. I felt, how he made me feel, how what his words meant to me, right? Right. And that's a response. Reaction probably would have been... Full of F words, C words, <laughs> you know. Option number two. Yeah, push him around, you know, maybe. Call him for dirty names. <laughs> Tons of names and, you know, absolutely, yeah. And then hang up. Yeah, and they hung up, yeah. yeah. That would be a reaction. <laughs> That's a reaction, yeah. And I could have done that one. That was one of my choices. Mm -hmm. 
And if I had chosen that consciously, no, I'm not going to ignore. I'm not going to. It wouldn't have been reaction sure. then. No, because it's it's, it's literally still a choice. Response. Yeah. Right. It would have been a valid res response. So reaction is response to emotional input without consideration. Correct. Yeah. And response is also reaction in a way because you're reacting, responding, but with consideration for what you're doing. Yeah, fully conscious. conscious. Fully conscious is a response. So response able, able to respond. So that's like right? that's why you do the fear processing. If you're mm -hmm. got a fear, you process the fear, and then you consider your response rather than just reacting out of the Correct. fear. Correct. Yeah. Because or the hurt or, or the, the hurt, anger or the or whatever. Anger, or the whatever's. So many years ago, I was in California, and this is another example I like to use. I lived in California, and I drove a lot in the highways and everything, and I had a really nice car, fast car. And for some reason, some people see you going in a nice, beautiful, fast car with a Mercedes-Benz and they become reactive, right? And they tr challenge you and they try to push you out of the road or whatever. And a lot of the time I would get very angry and go for them and always, always won, right? <laughs> I push them out of the road because <laughs> I can become very aggressive, you know, letting temper and all that. And then one day I thought, ah, you know, I really have to... You know, after 2011, it was, you know, you can't play those games anymore. It's a low frequency. You have to be response able, able to respond and not play those low frequency games. And I got, God dang it. <laughs> you know, so after that, I became responsive. Right. Mm -hmm. And those things would happen. And I would look around and literally I would look around and see, eh, is it safe to go for them? Like, do I have <laughs> the energy or time to go for them? Oh, yeah, I'm going to. And I would become, you know. R road boy rage, racer. <laughs> road rage, yeah, or boy racer, and blast them out of the water, right? Right. But other times I'm going, nah, I don't think so, and I would put my brake on and you know slow down and give them a wide berth, you know. And basically disengage. Disengage completely because they won. Yeah. Right. Give Good them job. the win. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yay! <laughs> you push me out of the road. Yay! Winner. 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 <laughs> so it was. It's that type of thing. You know, it's, it's a conscious choice. It goes from unconscious and you'll just do it, programmed to just go for it all the time or just react all the time to becoming conscious and aware of how you want to respond. So that's part of the new paradigm too. That's part of 2021. All these things are going to come at your life and you'll have that moment of how do I choose to respond to this right now? How do I choose to respond? Best year ever. Best year ever. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for today. <laughs> I think you covered quite a lot. Yeah, I think we did. I feel complete. You feel complete? I feel complete. Me too. I feel complete. Okay. Love you, honey. Love you too, honey. <laughs> <laughs>